Yeah, they say they want this smart science, so I'ma give it to them. Islamism, no illusions when I'm interviewing. Know what I'm doing, no confusion, I ain't in the cooning. I'm in the moving units, I hear starting revolutions. In love with shooters, making masterminds out the goonies. I got a booming, I hear zooming on the plane of soul. I tell them, take me to the grove, they like this line mode. I'm letting them know this not a show, this all systems go. It's two cells, one man, both high and low. I'm so spiritual, the indigo. Feel the vibe. I'm so lyrical, a miracle that I survive. It's still my five to the four, I can see him coming. Plus, my angel got the angle with the engine running. It's all justice, freedom, peace, truth, and love. I'm not an Yeah. Hey, five on the right, two on the left, man. You know what time it is. Yo. We just moors in America, soared through the shores and endured criminal acts of war on our character. Seven years after the fourth score, no reward. Shout out to the most courageous. They was jumping over barriers. Where does that compare to you? We come from a place where you scared to visit our area. We come from a place where it's scary for good Samaritans. Heavy luggage we carrying. Babies having babies. It's crazy being American. Praise the one and only Allah. There's no comparison. La ilaha. Allah, body and very gin, laughing at you clowns like ha ha, dodging a Nephilim, conquer lower self with the high, follow your regimen, way before they came we were gods and now we specimen, tried to take the light from our eyes, thank God for Edison, then they put the wool on our eyes, it's so embarrassing, now we travel frequently, we should invest in Sheraton, all of us got gold on our bodies whenever we stepping in, screaming Ramadan, move a rock, training the flesh again, wishing we could move as a unit, just like the Mexicans, dodging all the foods with estrogen, synthetic medicines, all sin is devilish. Sometimes the decisions that you make come for a better gift. Sometimes when you sin is to relate to all your brethren. Heavenly gates all in our face, we the champions. We live in the sky, we see the angels on the chariots. Waiting on the $20 bill, face a Harriet. I bet you I'ma carry it. I'm in love with music to the point I wanna marry it. But my love for people is greater, so I write messages. Largest spending power, but we still sit at a deficit Living amongst prejudice, even at our residence Moors in America, flourishing, excellent Let's buy up some neighborhoods and grow my own president Yeah And I come to you today With all intentions of spreading Love Truth Make sure you hit the like and share button. You're here with Moors in America. First and foremost, we always rise giving highest praise to our Creator, the Most High, Father God Allah. We always extend honor to our divine prophet, noble through our lead for bringing us our divine creed and nationality. That's what we do here. 
We also give honors to everything Morris. That includes all of you Morris out there. And honors to everybody who's hitting the like and share button to help get the algorithms up to help get this information out here. Today, we're going to be um, actually for a change of pace. Um, I'm being interviewed on the topic you see here, right? Why are we Morris? Who are the Moors? Why do we call ourselves Moors? So this is definitely something that we can all learn from, but also something that we should share with our friends and family so they know what we're talking about, so people know what's going on. So this is something that you're going to want to come back to and just have on deck so you can just share it with people, you know, especially anybody that's asking, you know, wondering why we, you know, consider ourselves Moors, you know, what's going on. So this is going to make it plain and clear. And on that note, you know, just everybody watching, hit the share button, hit the like button, show some love. Speaking with the brother James Toth from Emergent Minds Radio. You want to check out his platform, the links are in the video description. He's on Spotify, he's on Anchor, he's on all those platforms where you can hear podcasts. So go check out his podcast on there, links in here, and um... On that note, let's go on and get it started. Y'all don't go anywhere. You know how we do here, Moors in America. Oh, yeah. A couple words from our sponsors, so make sure you check this out as well. Okay, um, as I said before, we're we just jumping right on in. This is to bring clarity to the topic, why we're Moors, why we're Moorish Americans, what it's all really about. So, hit like, share, you're here, and um, just say this. All right, what's back going on, fellow world? It's your favorite knowledge speaker here, King Saul, bringing you this very special episode of Globally Unslaved. What's more than us? And here I have... My brother Sharif, if you want to say, you know, introduce yourself a little bit. All right, peace. Let me know. Peace. It's a pleasure to be here. 
Thank you, thank you. Uh, it's, it's real good to have you. It's good to, you know, speak with a fellow knowledge seeker out there. Like I said, I've listened to some of your stuff on YouTube. It's amazing, especially the Atlantean episode where it's Africa and the Atlantis one. I was just listening to that one yesterday. It's really, really thought-provoking, for sure. Man, gratitude, brother. I appreciate it. Gratitude. Good. All right. In the, you know, in this... We're just gonna get a little look into more what what a more is, you know, and the culture and things like that. So I just have a few questions, you know. If you wanna um tell everybody a little bit about who you are and stuff like that, just so we get a little context out there. Okay, for sure. Um well yeah, um yeah, Sharif Ali or Sharif Ali L. Um <clears throat> basically um I've always been seeking knowledge even when I was, didn't know anything, you know? But um, I say like, I've been on this journey, I'm 42. I've been on this journey for a good solid 20 years, bro. Like um, back in the early 2000s, when we still had to like go out and meet people and talk to people, actually like get out and physically go to libraries. They might not even have the books and the things that you're searching for, you know? Like, we had to, like, physically do it where you couldn't just, like, get on the internet and just, like, watch YouTube. I had met this brother um, named Alihu Pleasant Bay. He wrote this book called The Exhuming of the Nation, and it's got, like, the prophet Noble Drew Ali on it. A lot of people seen that book before, but they never heard of him. And, like, he, um, he, I, he had this um, office, and it just, like, had symbols and stuff on it. And I didn't know what this stuff meant, but just something inside me, like, yo. You need to go up in there and see what's going on. And so that's how it was. Excuse pardon, brother. What are you saying? No, I'm saying it's like you had to know what it was. Like you could have just yeah. let it go. Yeah, I could have just let it go. But like this, this the only way you could find stuff out back in the day. You know, you you had to like get out and and take chances and stuff. So you know, I'm walking up in there. I don't know if they were like Europeans. I didn't know who was in there. But I walk in there and it's like him, this brother, and like some other brothers. And, you know, they're like, you know, so-called African-Americans. I would say Moors. And so, um, and the brother had a fez on. That's a red headdress that you'll see the Moors wearing. And um, this first person I ever met that, like, insinuated that there was something wrong with the labels that we call ourselves. You know, he's like, yo, that the terms black, these things to lose the Europe. So, us out of the art. Just been studying, living, traveling. Um, I moved my family overseas to Brazil, like just out the blue because we, we wanted to get out of the country. We went over to Brazil and started doing tours over there, bringing Americans down there for carnival. <clears throat> Lived over there five years, came back here, still conscious, but ready to get things moving. And so, like, we actually went in and joined this thing called the Moore Science Temple of America and um, have just been building with people in our area. and um, also started a podcast to teach people about who Moors are and um, how it relates to us. And um, here we yeah, are now. I believe, I believe that's what I've been watching on YouTube. And it's, like I said, it's so enlightening. And I, I try to catch a little bit, you know, every day. And like the Atlantean things, like as far as me, I, I've definitely been, like have a similar story as far as the knowledge goes, you know, going to libraries. I used to be the only one out of my group of friends. I'm 31 right now. So it's uh, out of all my friends and stuff in the area I was in, I'd go to the libraries and I'd be sitting there reading books. You know, even though we had 
you know, Wi-Fi. And a lot of people go to the libraries these days just to use the computer, you know what I mean? But not many people even go and look for books and look for look for things and things as such. <laughs> like, as far as knowledge goes, there's no real knowledge yeah. being sought. So it's like a breath of fresh air to, you know, just to find other people out there that's on a knowledge-seeking journey, you know what I mean? That's out there looking for the for questions, not just answers, you know, like looking to ask more questions. Because, you know, anyone who's looking for that knowledge realizes that every time a, a question is answered, you got another question right after. It just sparks another one. It sparks another one. It's like a never-ending cycle. But bringing oh, back yeah. to you, I want to know a little bit about, I have a question, like, how did you discover? Like, I know you gave a little context there, but how did you discover that you yourself were more? Like, what made you begin to call yourself a more and not just a black person? Okay. So, um, you know, for the most part, you know, it was uh, at the beginning, it was just a feeling. Like, when I um, met that brother, Elihu Pleasant Bay, years ago in Memphis, Tennessee, of all places, like when I was when I was in Memphis early 2000, it was the dirty south. It was dead, you know, and it was just like you know it, it like he was like you know he's a light bringer, you know we're all light bringers, and so you know it just it um resonated with me like in my DNA. I just feel like this is true, and um you know later on I validated that through going through all these different schools of thought, and just it always came back to the root which is for me, which is for us being Moors, Moors are the creators of civilization. Hmm. Now, as far as like you, you, you had that feeling inside of you, but what I realized a lot in today's society, like in my research, there's a brick wall people hit. And it's like, they, they call it actually the 1887 or 1887 brick wall, where as far as African or black culture or Moors culture, I should say, goes, it's like when you're looking for your past and your history, you hit a spot where it's like, okay, I don't know where else to go. So how does someone without, you know, those influences, how would you like recommend for them to begin searching for their history and their connection to, you know, what, what a more, like if they are themselves, consider themselves a more, or is it like yeah. every African person out there is a more like? Yeah. So, um, I get where you're coming from to help me people make that connection. One resource I would advise everybody to check out and you can get it online for free. It's called the journal of the Moorish paradigm. This brother um, named Hakeem Bay wrote like 13 little books. that pretty much make the connection for you. Okay. They, they show you things throughout because all of the artifacts, like there's physical artifacts throughout the Americas that make the connection. They show this proof. It's been hidden and covered up. Some of those things were sent to the Vatican and put in the basement, right? So that we wouldn't know about it, but it's there. And so this brother compiled all of that stuff together. You can download the PDF, Journal of the Moorish Paradigm, oh. but just to make that connection for people just to briefly, you know, to speak in brief about it, there's so many artifacts that have been covered up. Um, anytime you see Phoenician, you see that term Phoenician or Carthaginian, you're talking about yeah. Moors. From the history that we're given, there's no reason on earth there should be any Phoenician or Carthaginian artifacts found in North, Central, or South America. But there are. There's literally there's been coins found here. There's there's um there's a, a, a stone in um I believe in Massachusetts, right? It's a it's a stone probably like 
three by five feet and it has carvings on it in the Phoenician language. And it's um, when you when it's translated, it says by this, I take claim and it's signed Hanno is in Hanno Bay. And um, the reason that's important is because it's a marker stone. It marks literally like the claim of territory and it's written in the Phoenician language. And when it was discovered by the Europeans, they hadn't even had all of that language translated yet. So it's not a fake. And you'll see this throughout history, these, these inconsistencies, all the way down to Brazil. When the um, Portuguese missionaries were down there, they found coins and all types of artifacts once again written in the Phoenician language. And once again, Brazil's way older than uh, the United States. So this was being found in the late 14 and 1500s. And they had not translated the Phoenician language yet because by that time it was a dead language. So they couldn't even verify. I mean, at the time, the, the little bit that they understood it like this is Phoenician. But later on, once they fully translated it, you know, in like 1960 and later on, they're like, wow, this is actually, this is not a fake because they hadn't even understood all the uh, Phoenician glyphs yet. So there's no reason these Phoenician artifacts should have been found throughout Central and South America. And so coming back to the Moors, once again, Phoenicians, the Carthaginians, these are Moors, these were sea travelers. These were, this was the ancient advanced civilization. You know, um, they uh, called it the language, all the languages or all the alphabets are um, phonics. You know, have you ever heard of hooked on phonics? It's all coming from yeah. the Phoenicians. These were, these were um, people who spread civilization across the planet, right? These are the people who um, are the um, caretakers of knowledge of the ancient mystery system. This is why we have these mystery schools all over the planet. The pyramids weren't just tombs. These were mystery schools. These were universities. And so the connection to that, to the pyramid building people, would be that you are a Moor because these are Moors. And so the artifacts are all over the planet. One more artifact too that I wanna just mention uh, without taking up too much time in Ecuador, a stone was found that's like, like maybe like um, one or two feet tall and it's shaped like a pyramid. So it's built in the shape of a pyramid and um, it's, it's carved in like black stone. And if you look at it, it looks like the pyramid on the dollar. It has 13 steps and then it has the eye of Providence at the top or the eye of Ra. Just like the one on the pyramid, I mean the one on the dollar. No, it's it's a stone. It's it's a it's a it's carved out of stone. Like it's it's not like a giant pyramid. It's like maybe like one or two feet high, you know. So it's something you could carry around, but it's carved out of solid stone, and it looks just like the one on the back of our dollar bill. Like the one dollar bill has that pyramid with thirteen steps and then that eye of horse. And this was found in Ecuador. But here's the thing. It has a language on the bottom of it. And those, the scripts, the glyphs that are used on that language, once again, mm -hmm. um, it, it even, it's it tied into Phoenician, but it even dates back further than that. And the only people who could really translate it, they had to go um, to a, um, a brother who's in um, Mauritania, which is in North Africa, descendant of the Berbers, once again, a Moor. And he was a historian. <laughs> Say that again. Notes. <laughs> I, and, and so this this guy was able to translate that glyph and um, understand the language that was on there because he understood the history of his people, the Moors. And so in this same language has been found all over the world. So there used to be 
a worldwide, like a single language for the entire world, like a mother tongue. And these artifacts mm. have been found with that same language in St. Louis, in France, in Japan, all over the world, brother. So like mm -hmm. there's, there's a parent society, a parent civilization. And that being a more ties you into that. That's why you'll see that same pyramid, just like they found in Ecuador, um, that predates the Europeans being here. You'll see that same symbol on our dollar because in actuality, all of this is based off of us. Our ancestors created this. And it's known that eventually we will rise back up. That's why our, our symbol is on that dollar. Hmm. It's a seal. That's some yeah, stuff about that. <laughs> That's some good stuff as far as, and like I already said, I'm taking notes here, so I, I'm going to definitely do more research on this myself because I just like to know. And, but, and you, you know, another question I have about this, though, we, we have to wake up on our own, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, they, they can't assist us in, in this process. But, um, you know, and some of them go even further than not assisting us. They try to keep us asleep. Hmm. And so it, it, I feel like you kind of answered this question already. But how important has it been, you know, becoming a more and, you know, developing this more, like, diving deeper into the more culture? How important has it been to your own personal growth? Man, um, like... I mean, for us in general, it's, it's extremely important. You know, personally for me, it's important because like I have something greater to pass on to my children. Like my wife and I, we have five children, you know, and so we're building a legacy. And like, well, we could just be looking out for ourselves, you know, like we, you know, successful and everything, but also like we need to build our civilization. Now, if we don't do it, then we're passing down a legacy of shame and, and slavery because that's where they start us off at. Whenever they talk about our history, it always starts with slavery. But in actuality, by being a more, we predate slavery. When by being a more, we're the ones who civilize everyone else. You know, we're the parent civilization. So it's like it's of the utmost importance because if you don't complete that ritual of going back into yours, um, recognizing your own prophet, that's one thing a lot of people have a problem about. Um, even accepting that a dark-skinned man from North Carolina, one of us could be like a prophet of the creator of Allah, you know, Noble Drew Ali. So one of our own brought us back into our, not just our knowledge of who we are, but brought back our religion, right? Like, and brought back our way of being. And religion means to bind back. So he's tying us back into the ways of our forefathers and foremothers who are the creators of civilization. So it's like, you know, um, we got into this process, and now we have to get out of it. You know, the Pope declared all more savages and then they had to civilize us and give us a religion and baptize us and so like they gave us something <laughs> you know they're not going to give you the keys to to, to take over they're not going to give you the keys to destroy them so they gave us something to get put us in a weaker position so now we must come into our own you know and so um yeah, yeah man we, we can't a, skip over that's a big part, <laughs> that's the biggest yeah. part when i talk about global globally unslaved it's more than okay. just you know breaking actual change it's a mental change that's been put on us as a people you know not not you know to step away from the color and european it's everyone has had change placed on them especially in america i i'm, I'm speaking strictly from an american culture point of view you know what i mean i haven't really left the country yet too much but when i came across 
your stuff on uh, YouTube and Instagram, it just sparked something. And listening to it, it uh, not going to lie, it just made me feel more connected to my own roots. And I didn't even really know too much. And I've, I'm only laughing because I've done extensive research into my own lineage and my own ancestry. And I've just discovered that my, I know my history doesn't start on a slave boat. There may have been a boat or a land bridge of some kind that brought us over here, but it wasn't, it didn't start right at, it didn't start at slavery, like you said, you know what I mean? There's a whole, there's levels to everything that we're doing as far as gaining the knowledge and it's like, it's steps. And everyone, I knew I was raised as a Christian in a Christian church with a lot of, you know, Christian roots. So it never resonated with me a lot of questions that I had. And I feel more so because it wasn't, it wasn't for me. It wasn't like my history. That wasn't, you know, as far as they're being, it just didn't sit right with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And like but, Christianity, our brother, go ahead, brother. Pardon. Oh, no, no, no. I just had another question. It was like, as far as, and like I said, these are some questions I had. And as far as being a more and living day-to-day life, what does that actually entail for you? What does that represent for you? like being a Moorish. Okay. So like for me, um, before I um, came into the Moorish Science Temple of America, you know, it was just about getting information. And um, but like coming into the Moorish Science Temple of America, which was created by the Prophet Noble Drew Ali for us to build up our own nation, it gives structure because um, now like you, you really have like a way of going about returning to the ways of our ancestors, like for real. Because, like, the biggest part of what the Prophet Noble Drew Ali created for us to actually unfold standing the creation every one of us, and that, um, that we have a higher and lower self, and that it's all about subduing the lower self. And when you really understand what the Prophet did, you see that this is what, um, when you go back to the ancient cultures, I mean, like thousands of years ago, like Egypt maybe even over here with the ancient Olmec people, a lot of the things that they carved out of stone into the walls, like the hieroglyphs and especially the statues, they were showing you how to conquer your lower self. It was all about exercising mastery over the lower self because the lower self is is the consciousness of the body. And it's just about experiencing things, you know, satisfying desires, you know, lower desires. But, you know, the higher self is always spirit and it's always connected to the creator. You always have the answer. You always have the proper way to go, you know. But at one point in time, our ancestors fell and just became about gratifying the lower self. And if you see, like, if you really look at how things are going on with this knowledge, you see our culture. But what we think is culture, it's not. It's garbage, you know, like the music, um, the movies and things. You know, it's all about gratifying the lower self, you know, just be a savage. People are literally like in the last couple of years started calling themselves beasts and savage. Everybody's saying beast mode. And they don't even realize the program that they're going into. That means you're going in the opposite direction. There's a worldwide consciousness awakening. And instead of being about subduing your lower self, because every time you take a step towards, you know, subduing your lower self and exercising mastery over it, you're unfolding the creator within you. And so this is what um, what the prophet set up for us is really about all of us being God, you know, and, and having our society, 
our civilization based off of that. You know, nobody can rule over us if we're doing this. And eventually we will be leading the world. We're already doing it in a way, even though we don't see it, because like the music and the things that we create, it's going out and it's influencing the world in a negative direction. You got people making drill music in Nigeria. <laughs> you know, it's not even their culture. Like, like you know, and people wanted to be gangbangers in like different countries, and it makes no sense. Yeah. So we're, you know, and and then of course the music with the um with the sisters being all um provocative and stuff like that. So all that spreading. So we're spreading, you know, the the mindset of worshiping the lower self when we're supposed to be going in the opposite direction. Like you can't, you know, people, a lot of people want to claim Egypt, the ancient Kemet. But it's like you can't claim that if you're not going to do the work to actually subdue your lower self. Because that's what they were all about. If you've ever seen like the uh, the mask, like the death mask that they put on Tutankhamun. And some of the other statues where it'll be like the pharaoh where you got the headdress on and he's holding mm-hmm. two two rods he's got the rod and the staff one of them it's got a hook for them to put around the sheep's neck and then the other one has a flail like a whip and those two yeah. things if you understand esoteric now that understands that that means subduing the beast where you use that one with the hook to gently pull them back in a way like for a shepherd and then you use the one with the whip you know, to, to beat them in a submission. And those are symbolic tools for always being on your job, subduing the lower self, you know, it's, to always. It's, it's really crazy because I've actually went through this process. I read this book called Illumination, and it really dives deep into almost exactly what you're saying as far as conquering the lower self and those baser emotions. And, and certain religions, they'll call them the seven deadly sins, or they'll call them you know, it's just that lower vibration that most humans resonate on these days. And it's all about conquering that aspect of self. And it, it gets to talking about the Egyptian gods and the different aspects of ourselves. And I believe it was Seth that represents that baser, you know, that lower animal instincts that we need to submit to, but at the same time, accept as part of ourselves, not like beat it away and try to hide it but to genuinely accept that aspect of self you know what i mean yeah so like it, the lower self is not really an enemy it, it is right now because it's running the show like for a lot of us that's all we are is just the lower self we don't even hear that still small voice inside that is actually a law guiding us which is our higher our own higher self so like if if, if we do the work to subdue the lower self and and we finally you know achieve mastery over it. it's not the enemy now it's the servant which is what it's supposed to be like the human is supposed to be riding the donkey or riding the horse it's not supposed to be the other way around you know you can't have the lower self running the show because all it does is travel the earth to and fro seeking whom it may devour that's it you know that's how come of every situation we find ourselves in that we don't like it's because us and the other people around us are stuck in the lower self. You know, it leads to hatred, slander, lewdness, murder, theft, and everything that harms. It really does. This is what we teach within the Morris Science Temple of America. And even though we're not perfect, we, we understand this so that we can um, make sure that our thoughts and um, deeds and actions fall within the bounds of righteousness. This is the only way to truly to um, realize our potential and to come into salvation 
And in doing this, eventually we will be leading the world in the right direction, even if it's only a small community of it, you know, because, you know, physically it will be prosperous and people are attracted to wealth, but then also they'll start to see this is the right way. You know, this is the only way. And we have to show by our actions, we have to live it. Yeah, for sure. I definitely believe that because it's it's crazy when people start to develop a certain amount of knowledge and start to have a lot of knowledge. People, I don't know why it because it, it switches from esoteric to esoteric and dogma, and people start hiding the information like, oh, they're not going to be ready, oh, they can't do this. And the thing is, I genuinely believe all information should be available to everyone who's looking. You know what I mean? Who's looking for the answers? That stuff should always be there. We shouldn't have to go through cryptic and find a piece in Egypt and then a, a piece over here and then a piece down with the Omex and then you get to talking about like the Dogon tribe over in Africa and all these. You got to look at different pieces to put the whole puzzle together. And then, you know, talking to a brother like you, myself, and then a, there's, a, there's a few others out there, you know, we get together and put all this information together for people who are looking, you know, who are looking just for the answers that that are out there, but no, it's hidden. It's hidden among this and hidden among that, and not everyone has the capability to really go out and search. Even they may have the feeling, like we 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 had the feeling growing up, like man, something's not right. I just need to know. It's like a a hole that needs to be filled in a way, you know. So I, yeah. I feel like you kind of answered this question a little bit, but for someone who doesn't know and like anything, absolutely anything about more culture, if they're just tuning in right now, you know, first time to hear more, what would you like them to know most about the culture itself? Like, what would you like to really speak on? It? Like, the, I don't want to say the best part of it, because I'm sure it's all good, but just like, what do you feel is most important? Okay, um, so I think it's most important to, um, to like, to begin to study this and move in this direction, because for one, this connects you back, this truly connects you back to to yourself and your greatness instead of at your lowest. Like like I was saying before, we're started out as slavery, period. When they're talking about the so-called African American. I even saw this this post on Twitter for this official black history page, I had like four hundred thousand followers, and it said it said it said something about like the first slave boat in sixteen hundreds. And then it's like, and this is when black history started in America, you know, and that page is probably run by, you know, so-called African-Americans, but um, they start us off as slavery. So this predates that. It takes you back to yourself at your height. And then, you, you, you know, you begin to learn how to really do this instead of just saying this is who you are, like, like changing your name. And, you know, like, like, it's like, it's not like that. No, you really become that. And this is how, like, okay, the ancient Egyptians of doing the lower self. Well, you want to know what the ancient Egyptians really was about? Well, this is how. And it's not all complicated. And, and you know, it's like like you were saying, it's like, look, this is it. This is it. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of simple. And, you know, you're giving methods on how to do it for real to, to bring out the greatness within you so that you can really be who you are supposed to be, you know, to fulfill your potential. And, and you know, it's time. We're in a new age. We're in the age of Aquarius. It's time for us to um, to come into our own. That's why we're here. That's why we're waking up to this. Like, um, like when um, the Prophet Noble Drew Ali set the Morris Science Temple of America up and everything, he 
he made the transition or people would say he died in 1929 and it fell apart and they didn't teach yeah. it. People who were in the temple, they all acted like he didn't exist. And so like, yeah, it was, this was supposed to be gone. We're not even supposed to be here having this conversation. So the fact that we are means that it's real. It's in our DNA and it's time. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thought, you know? The people who um, I think also is important for people to know, people who are even just kind of curious about this, to understand that the people in power, many of these people in power, especially Europeans, they wear our headdress, meaning the feds, in secret. You know, a lot of them are um, shriners, which is like something you can become after you um, become a master mason. And um, as shriners, they wear our headdress, the feds. Now, there's this marked up. They have like jewels and stuff on it and they have different things written on it. But they wear that in secret. And there's a reason for that. It's because in order for them to sit in the seat of power, they have to be the custodians because they're not actually more. So they have to act for us while we are still asleep. And so are you tired? Are you ready to actually come back into power? Or do you want to keep letting these custodians who are not looking out for our greater good pretend to be us while they rule over us? They're not going to tell you that they're pretending to be us. You just have to know that you, who you are so that you can recognize and see it for what it really is. You know, and I don't say that to right. disparage them or anything, but it's the truth. Right, right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And it's funny because, like, listen, you said about the lie. It's like giving me goosebumps. It's like making connections about things that I've read and things that I was like little missing pieces here. It's like, wow, that's crazy. It's like, you know, to somebody who is first you know, looking into all this, we'll sound crazy, you know what I mean? We'll sound nuts talking to certain people, it's just because of that, that wool is still over their eyes. <laughs> it's like, it's, oh, yeah. you, you gotta, it's a gradual process, you know what I mean? You can't, you have to slowly ease someone into it, but I feel like those people asking questions will get there. And the fact, even if they're not asking and they see the knowledge there, it, it'll come back. It's like a seed was planted. You know, and then they'll be able to make that connection later on. And okay. as far as it goes, I, I, I kind of think I have the answer because it says, you know, it's not something you're really born into, like becoming a Jew. It's more, it's a, is it a religion? Like what, what, when you, is it a, is it just a culture that you just begin to live as far okay, as so being a more? Yeah. So I would say, you know, like, you know, our ancestors may have been more, but we've fallen. So, um, you know, um, I would say it's coming back into your culture. Your religion is a part of your culture. It's a big part of your culture because, like, for us, Islam isn't, like, copying what the Arabs are doing, right? They have their own right. issues. They have their own cultural particulars. Like, we're not trying to learn Arabic, which is good, though. If you want to learn, not against learning languages or anything, just saying, like, we're not, like, we, we don't have to do that. Right. What we have is like we're 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 getting to the source. We're subduing the lower self. We're bringing out a law within us. This is what is ancient for us. Islam is something that's universal, like literally on other planets. Like it is, it's Islam actually means peace at the root of the word and, and submission to a law. But for us, we understand what that truly means is submitting to the will of a law. And, and that means to subdue our own carnal nature. And, and, and come into our higher self. It's that simple. So, so like that, it, it's that should appeal to all of us. Yeah. Is it more, so it's more religious when you get 
deep into it? Is it, or is it more like a spiritual connection with like, Allah and with yourself and with the culture? Is it more spiritual or, because I don't know, when it comes to religion, I feel like it gets a really bad rap when it comes down to dogma and things like that. And it, like, yeah, even me dogma. myself, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't consider yeah, myself. I would think... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. It's yeah, a little lag there. No, I would say like, you know, like when you look into religion, like how, you know, dogmatic things are, it's, it's, it's bad because it's used to control the people, you know? But like yeah. for us, if we're truly returning to the ways of our ancestors, there's no separation of church and state. There's no separation of our spirituality and how we live. It's all encompassing for us. Like if you look at the, um, the government of the ancient civilizations like Egypt, right? For Egypt, they had a theocratic monarchy theocratic meaning of God. The um the Pharaoh, the Paheru, was a priest king and he was surrounded and maintained by priests, the priesthood. So the priesthood selected him, they put him in that position, they maintained him there, they protected him or her, because there were some female pharaohs, they protected them, they kept them there. They were the governors, the priests were the governors, ran the priest king all about now we started to fall and get away from that but at our highest height that was a part of everything we did you know we didn't separate it you're not gonna be out here like you know doing a bunch of savage stuff and then acting like i'm great like it was a part of our <laughs> life we never you know because that's how we want to do you know we want to do our thing and stuff even though it's wrong but now nah, it's like no nah, that was a part of our everyday life being at one you know because at the end of the day is i'm being at peace with the universe we're about being at peace at oneness, you know, and doing our best to to exemplify, you know, the love, which is actually what Allah is, what the creator is, you know, and to be at, you know, at, um, you know, at peace with everything. And so this was like, and that was even over here, like with, with the ancient Omec, you know, they had um, the priesthood and they were the ones really running the show. And so like, this was a part of our life. This is how we you know, did everything. And like, of course the corruption came in there, you know, but that was us at our lower self, you know, and then eventually right. it spread to the other people on the planet as well, you know, but in our highest heights, getting back to the root, it's not evil. We've just seen, man, what are we looking at when we look at religion? We're looking at what, Catholicism? What are we looking at? You know, we're looking at, we're looking yeah, at you, know, you know, Christianity. It's like, that's it as low as low. Yeah, for sure, you know? for sure. And even what you know, what our people are doing too is it's at the it's at its low point. You know, I was I had a um, cousin who had like his own church, and like when I back when I was a teenager, I'm up in there. He he's got his wife sitting in the front row, and then he's got like two or three mistresses all in the church. You know, and, and they got money, they got like nice cars and all this stuff. And so it's like we looking at that, and that's not you know that's not true spirituality. That's not true religion. That is people taking it and corrupting it and using it to control others and looking out to, to satisfy their desires, which is all lower self. Exactly. And that's, see, for me, and I grew up, like I said, in a Christian environment where there was church about three or four times a week. There was a lot of church, always church. And my understanding, even as a kid, it was like, okay, the pastor went from having church service in her little house in the hood, little tiny beat up, you know, house, to living in a mini mansion and driving Cadillacs to set a third, and she never worked. So it was like, what's really going on here? And it's not till I got older, I realized all the corruption that was going on. 
you know, and then I realized, and it turned me all the way off from religion. It turned me off, which I feel like was yeah. a necessary step for me because, like you said, it was a lot of dogmatic stuff and people get so tied up in it and get so, because it's the, it's the need to, be, it's that need to believe in something greater that gets preyed upon. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that need is like, like you said, we are spiritual beings. Like we're, we're, we're meant to be connected to something higher and that higher peace is a like that's part of ourselves. It's reconnecting with our whole like with our true power. And yeah. well, like another question is when it comes to more culture, is it globally recognized in like everywhere? Like everywhere you go, do people know about the Moors? And is it like a globally recognized I don't want to say religion but pretty much, yeah, like a religion or culture. Like if I was to go over to Rome and the Vatican, would they recognize Moors? Okay, so um, I would say yes, you know, because of the impact that the Moors had throughout history. You know, just by putting on a fez, you know, and especially like if you're not sagging your pants or something, you have on like a suit and tie or something like that, and you have on a fez, it's like, first off, just um, like, like going to Nigeria, for example, the Igbo people in Igbo land, um, mm -hmm. only the chiefs are able to wear the red fez. Only the chiefs, the chiefs are the kings, these are the local rulers, right? So it's understood that this is for royalty. Um, going back to ancient Peru, the um, the ancient people in Peru, the ones who built like all the ancient structures there, I don't know if you ever seen Machu Picchu, their royalty wore a headdress. They called it, the, they called it Yantu, a Yantu, right? So they called it a Yantu, but it was a fez because if you look at the description that the Europeans explorers described it as a, a headdress, it was crimson wool, Right, our feds is made out of wool, it's red, crimson, and then it had a long black tassel. So it doesn't matter what name they called it. Even if you go all the way out to the Pacific Ocean, like you ever seen the Easter Island heads? Hey, Moors, I want to pause right there. Just just because we mentioned fezes, I just want to let you know there is a Moorish American company that makes fezes, and as mentioned, they're made out of wool just like they're supposed to be with the tassel and everything. Make sure you check them out. Giant, those giant bodies, they're actually giant whole entire bodies, but a lot of them actually have this big red headdress on as well. Right. So this is a global culture because the Moors were actually, you know, had civilization before the continents split apart when it was just one giant continent. And so they're everywhere. The impact is everywhere. And even later, as we fell, there was still more because this was the only people who were actually still civilized. And they brought civilization to all the other people. So like the remnants are there, like in Europe, oh heck yeah, they gonna recognize it because the Moors were in Europe for almost 800 years from like 711 to uh, 1491 or 92, they ruled, you know, and they civilized that area. So pretty much everywhere you go, it's recognized. Fez and Turban, more. Wow. You know? And yeah, I was just speaking and popped in my head, um, Aladdin, for the movie Aladdin, he wore that. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. he wore one. He's considered the diamond in the rough. You know, it's just a little yeah. play. But yeah. It's one of those. Things. 
just thrown out there, you know what I mean? This little piece of truth that's thrown in the kids' movie. It just popped in my head, but I find it oh, really, yeah. it's really cool, though. It's, it's like one of those things that I wish more people could step into and understand, you know, their whole power. You know what yeah. I mean? And it, it really is like stepping into your power, brother. Like, if you've ever mm-hmm. seen, like, if you pay attention, like, you'll see there's been people who were like magicians throughout the years, and all they did, like, was um, for their costume, I guess, instead of having like a cape and dressing like uh, Doctor Strange, all they would do is wear a suit and put a fez on. You put on a fez, uh-huh. that means you're a magician. There's this guy who, like, in London, and he was like real famous. He was a magician for years. And then even in the cartoons, I think it was a Woody Woodpecker cartoon I was watching one time, and there was like a mouse mm-hmm. or something. And like, he put a fez on, and then all of a sudden, he knew magic. And this was in the <laughs> cartoon for kids, you know? So it was just like, it's understood. Like, these were the mystical people. Like <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's like, a, it's a, and, you know, I had this one question. I don't know if you you know, done the weird research too. There's this 10,000 year mark that for some reason they say civilization started 10,000 years ago. And in my research, I uncovered blue eyes popped up six to 10,000 years ago. Yeah. There's a uh, white dove 10,000 years ago. Anything that's white in nature, you know, not coming against no one's skin color or nothing like that, but anything that's white in nature, I've discovered is a hybrid. Nature doesn't yeah. produce that color. It's not it's not natural to it. And ten thousand years ago, the white doves were released at Jesus' baptism. White doves, those were hybrid, those were created. And even in our yeah. um there was a there was something I looked up about Siberian DNA was added to <laughs> the wounded North Africans. There was yeah. like a genetic marker where that's what added in certain certain blue eyes and all the same thing, the blue eye mark and all that, it's added in. It's an added piece to our DNA. Yeah. And uh, ancient tree, but um, what's your take on that? Have you found any weirdness circling that 10,000 year mark yourself? Or Okay, or yeah. Like, okay, so I'd say like around 10,000 years ago, um, you have, and it, there's some books that I'll have to send you the titles for like later on. I just got these books. But um, they're also mentioned in the Morris, uh, the journal of the Morris paradigm that I was speaking about earlier, right? That's why I advise everybody to get those PDFs. But um, anyway, these books, um, they're talking about um, proof of cataclysms that occurred around the globe, like globally, that led to the breaking up of the continent. So it wasn't like something that they teach us where it happened slowly over millions of years or billions of years instantaneously you know like the like the atlantis story the the plato mm-hmm. got bits and pieces of but where did he get that from he got that from the ancient egyptians who had a civilization that was old enough to still have remnants of that remembrance of what happened the people over here in in mexico the olmecs they have their own story um this was um, something called the Troano Manuscript. This was their own scroll. It, um, one of the things they didn't burn, it, it got snuck out the country and sent to the Vatican. In the Troano Manuscript, they tell of seeing lands rise above the sea 
seeing land sink beneath the sea, seeing, you know, having volcanoes and earthquakes occurring and then being mm-hmm. separated. So they witnessed this. Wow. And while and this is happening, that's that was weird to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, you had this breaking apart, you know, and why did this break apart occur? Because even though we don't see ourselves as being connected to everything, we are like we have our own station, like the planet is alive, just like how we're alive. And so when we're out of tune, it affected the entire planet. And so, you know, the, the, the you know, in addition to whatever else we had going on, it, it led to that cataclysm. It led to, you know, things being broken apart, you know, and as we're in our lower selves, then we started to create other people, you know, to bring, you know, other people, um, you know, lighter skinned people, even maybe animals who are part of the experimentation to get to that point. But, you know, this all occurred, you know, around that same time. And maybe the reason for that happening, you know, because of what we were doing. Yeah. Like we, we have like a station. A we're we're the lords of this planet. Like um in the Quran is revealed to the Prophet Muhammad, like um in Surah Two Ayat thirty. Um, Allah was speaking to the angels and he said that he's going to make man his regent, his vice regent on the planet. The vice regent is like an earthly representative of God. If you look at Catholicism, they consider the Pope the vice regent. But in the Quran, it said that we all are. And the word in Arabic was Khalifa. So he made, and in the Quran, it's revealed to, um, um, or divinely prepared by the Prophet Noble Ali, said, Man's the Lord of the plane of manifest which means all this manifest reality and the plane of soul like the soul plane right so we we have um dominion over all of this so it's all connected you know so if we're out of tune the earth's out of tune you know and um you know we have more power than we think we do so um you know definitely around 10,000 maybe 11 12 we don't know the exact date these things were occurring all over the planet People, you know, lands were being split apart, broken apart. And, um, you know, it's because at the end of the day, it was us and our downfall. And All right. And going in the direction of the. There's been talk about like wars, like some of the stuff I've looked into and found there was like a great war that happened, you know, an alien type war. When we get to talking about gods and stuff like that and the Anunnaki yeah. and different different aspects of that nature do do um, yeah, the ancient do indians find... talk about that too mm-hmm. do you find yeah, it's connection... like flying chariots and all of that yeah between the moors and as far as the anunnaki and anything like that goes is there any type of maybe book or something that maybe references that um well you know the um the uh, the mahabharata right which is like from the Indian perspective, the ancient Indian or Dravidian people, it's like their history of, you know, humanity and how we got into this position. And they like yeah. go into detail, like about wars between, you know, and they may not have been aliens, it may have just been advanced society, but how they had like flying chariots and everything, right? right. And, um, you know, it, it gives you like a detailed story also of like our origin, like in there, like, they tell you specifically, it's crazy because like this Mahabharata is supposed to be like thousands of years old, but in there they tell you how, you know, the ancient gods came from a certain planet and how they came here and started to, um, 
seed life on this planet. So like it wow. say it literally. Does and it, like a lot yeah. of people don't know this. Even Indian people don't know that. Yeah, that's what I've read. And it's like one of those things, it just seems like a book and it's taken out. And even when it comes, like circling back a little bit, you know, to Christianity and Enoch in the Bible, the fact that there was a book of the Bible later on wasn't added to the actual, it was like actual accounts of things. I don't know if you've heard, read or heard of the book of Enoch. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's it's all circling around the same similar things, Anunnaki and uh, the watchers, people who are there. And it's all circling that same concept of, you know, there was an advanced civilization, advanced society that seeded, you know, seeded life in, in one way or another that seeded the humans and created them. So it's a lot of, I don't know, I don't know what to call it. Like, I don't want to say fantasy or the fact of the matter is we don't know what we don't know. Like, yeah. when it boils down uh-huh. to Yeah, and, and that, that, that was time. definitely left out for a reason. Like, um, that's another reason, just going back to why we have to come out of that construct, because Christianity was created for um, the earthly salvation of the European nations. Like, at the end of the day, it was a political move. Uh, we, we had mm-hmm. civilized them. They, they needed to... Um, to show that they were civilized, that they recognized the creator before they could participate in trade and, you know, come into the family of humans. And so that's why they agreed upon Christianity. They created the Holy Trinity. They, you know, they left certain books out, you know, they, they put what they felt was necessary for them to accomplish their goals, you know, which, you know, for us, it, it wasn't for our benefit, but like, you know, that, that was for them. And like, yeah, see like why they left the book of Enoch out and they left out a whole lot, you know. It's, and it's yeah. you know, it's all done politically, you know, and, um, to control, to control. Yeah. And that—that's what I yeah, started sure. tying religion to itself. It's like religion equals control in my eyes. And when it comes to the spirituality, spirituality is free, like because there's different paths that people take to become better people. You know what yeah. I mean? People aren't gonna walk the same, the same paved road towards what they call salvation, you know what I mean? It's, you know, people make mistakes, people backslide, people want to go this way, left and right. But my my take from it is if you're striving to better yourself, you're striving towards that godhood. Like if you're striving to be better, if you can recognize where you're faulting, where where you're wrong or where you're faulting at and you want to get better and improve upon that, you're moving towards your power. You're moving towards your own godhood in that sense, you know? For sure. And one thing I would add to that, just like with the, um, you know, like definitely religion's been used to control and to hold people down or to limit people. Um, one thing that like with um, the prophet, you know, starting the, the more science temple of America and bringing Islamism to us, um, when you look at what it's really about, like it's, you know, it's about, um, you know, of course, bringing out the potential in us, a lot within us. But it's also about taking care of our earthly needs because, like, with the temple man, he was bringing back the ancient structure, right? The temple is not just like a church. It's actually a theocratic constitutional monarchy. It's a government, and it's just like our ancient government, you know, where we have the priesthood running things. And, and of course, it could be corrupted. 
But if we come in and do it right, you know, we can set up our own government. It's operating in unison with the creator. And we can rule like that. And then we can begin to spread this out to the world. And that's what it's really about. Because when he started it, he had like 15 temples in different states. But where every temple was, that was a state. It was the Asiatic states of North America. They had their own economy. Every temple was supposed to have at least two businesses running. They're collecting money locally and doing what they need to do locally. But then also the part of the temple, there's, it's a government structure. There's a national treasurer, right? So we got a national treasury. We got, you know, we have local and national leaders. We're setting, we have our own laws, you know, and our law supersedes even the, the, um, the state law like here, because like at the end of the day, we're not against the, you know, the, the, the government or anything like that, but there's several right. things that they have that we don't agree with and they can't enforce that upon us. They have to respect us because like in this country, we have freedom of religion. That's why like we respect the constitution. They cannot come against us, man. We, you know, it's almost like a loophole. I don't want to call it a loophole. I don't want anyone to try to distort that and act like we're trying to get over because we're not. But it really right, is, right. you know, they can't touch it. <laughs> you know, they can't force us. Or, Y'all have to have gay preachers and you need to teach the children to be transgender. Like, get out of here with that. Mess. That has nothing to do with us. Part of our religion is improving, taking care of our economic goals, you know, making it where we can prosper, where we can do everything that we need. We need to grow our own food. We need, you know, you can't tell us that we got to put GMO stuff. Like, no, <laughs> it was like they literally forced that on us. Man, my, my grandfather grew up on a farm, man. My great granddad had all this land and he witnessed them coming through the local government telling them, oh, you got to use this fertilizer. And then coming through, tell them, no, you can't use those seeds anymore. You got to use these. And like, you know, fast what? forward to 2022, this is how we got in the position where they used to come through and tell all the local farmers, because back then we used to be able to be self-sufficient if we needed to. So they came through and made it where it's impossible for you to make money. That's how come if you look at like the bushel of corn and in different crops, they haven't gone up in price like everything else has been going up with inflation. It's still the same price since the 70s. Why? Because the only way that the farmers really make money, they either selling that organic stuff and it's more expensive or they selling this stuff that the government subsidizes and they give them like welfare. So they got to sell it at the same price where it's not profitable but they got to be using the genetically modified everything, you know? So that has nothing to do with us. We need to be like the Amish, having our own, you know, everything, our own town, provided everything that we need for us, you know? And like, yes, freedom of religion, they can't touch it. They can't force us to take the vaccine. You know, we have our own vaccine exemptions and all that. They can't force none of that mess on us. They can't even touch it, bro. You know? And it's like, Hey, I don't care what everybody else did with religion. This is what we doing with it. We building our nation. Right. <laughs> Cause this is a part of our religion is to return to the ways of our ancestors and build our nation for real. That's a part of our religion that so we can teach it. We can work on, we can open our own businesses under the temple and it'd be tax free. We can do all that because that's a part of our religion. Can't nobody touch mm-hmm. that, man. See, that, you know that's what really stepping into power right there that's really stepping into power to do something and that's what i really feel we should do because after we get to a certain point after you get to a certain point you have you know your business you have that knowledge and you have the ability to help other people rise as well 
that's it becomes a responsibility at that point. It's not a choice. Yeah. It becomes a responsibility for us to do that. You know, like yeah, for, for us sure. to assist. And I actually realized, you know, I have um, you know, I'm I'm Jamaican myself, and I did research when I was younger. You know, it's just one of those things that my father forced me to do, but I'm glad he did. But to do research on Marcus Garvey, and yeah. I I have a lot of, I have a lot of knowledge, and I had no idea that he even worked with um the Prophet Juali. I had no idea. Yeah, like for us, he's actually, like the forerunner to the Prophet. He's like our John the Baptist. Oh wow, that's crazy. That's yeah. that's that's nuts. And to find that out, and Marcus Garvey is not even somebody who's is talked about as much as you know. Especially when you get down to Black History Month, that don't even make any sense. You know, some of the things that are a lot of the things I should say that are overlooked when it comes to understanding your power. Because if you understood where your roots are and where they came from, what your ancestors did. You a lot of people wouldn't be doing this thing. It was some song I was listening to. It was like working at a red light. Some 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 silly song. I was like, man, and I was talking about because I'm like, yeah. wow, it's crazy that you know years ago we were fighting for freedom off of you know slavery and fighting for this and equality. Just you know, big big forerunners were at the front. Like, no, nah, we can't let this happen. We can't let this happen. Just for yeah. us to be stopping at the red light to twerk on top of our headlights, where whatever the heck the song was talking about, and it just kind of blew my mind. It's like, wow, this is stepping away from our power. It's like we're yeah. literally giving up our godhood in that sense. But oh, yeah. that's just my take on it. But uh, if you have anything else to say, I don't want to take up too much too much more of your time here. But uh, if you have anything you just want to add as far as you know, Morris culture goes, anything about the Morris, anything, any questions I may have missed or anything like that? Oh, man, this has been a great dialogue. Um, one thing I would say is just like, any, you know, to just to add to what you just said, like, you know, what we're witnessing is definitely us and our downfall. And, um, you know, it's almost like, like they put in a lot of resources into like trying to speed that process up, you know? Or like you know, throwing money, just throw money behind this young dude who wants to rap about killing niggas, you know, and just things like right, that right, just right. to help speed that process up. And that's the opposite direction we're supposed to be going in, you know. And we know they had the Georgia Guidestones where they stay on there. They got to reduce the population down, keep it down to five hundred million, you know. So, so at the end of the day, there's a lot of people who aren't gonna figure it out about it and it's no not it's not acting like we're superior or they're inferior it's just it is what it is you know i think it's a lot of people that's just here to experience this and they're not going to be a part of you know the awakening or anything like that you know but we if you feel this charge like that's why we're in the temple you know to build something that's even bigger than us to actually do this because like if, if we don't do it we're just passing it on to our children passing it on to the grandchildren and that's what I think a lot of people have been doing. And that's why we're in the position that we're in now. You know, like we, we got to go hard or go home. And um, at the end of the day, if we don't do it, no one's going to come to save us. We can't like depend on things. Aliens are going to come and say, we can't think anyone else. No one's going to do it. You know, Cause, because why? Because the creator is in each and every one of us. You know, we're all the creator dreaming that it's human. And so if we don't do something about the situation, 
we're not going to be fulfilling our potential and we're just going to be extending the um you know the uh the torture or the whatever you know that people are going through so like you know we, we got to step up if you feel like you know there's more to it than than what everybody else thinks and that means you you are strong enough to do something about it cool so um don't go anywhere just want to say a few words real quick everybody make sure to like and share this video i'm asking you to do that because that's the only way this information gets out there right um it's not like the, you see commercials about this or tv shows or movies right they might hide some of the truth in there but a lot of people don't even know that they're supposed to be going and decoding everything so it's not out there we're the only ones that are doing it so everybody hit the like and share button and help to spread this information and you know come back tomorrow or you know this weekend and share this video again so we're going over here we went in depth about who we are why with moors and this could reach all types of people whether you've already been exposed to this or this is your first time hearing this information if anybody wants the zoom information for our holy day classes for our local temple just comment on the video, whether it's on Facebook or, or YouTube or Twitter, because this is on Twitter, too. If you comment on there, I'll respond back with the Zoom information. All right. So anybody watching this later, you can just look in the comments for the Zoom information. If you don't see it, just comment and I'll put it in there. All right. And so once again, just hit the like button. You share and what we've done and pretty much the whole scope so everybody hit like hit share if you haven't done so already we're going to get on out of here just a couple words from our sponsors remember 
we do have a Moorish American owned Fez company. So make sure you check that out right now. The website's under construction. You can fill out, you can go to MoorishFez.com and fill out the um, contact form. All right. In the future, that website will be totally up. You'll be able to order from there. But for now, we are taking orders. You the only uh, process payments through Cash App. It's dollar sign Ohio Moors seven. Okay, and then um, also uh, marketing company Moors American Home Company help you promote your business, um, help you get more clients. So everybody, check that out and. Hit the like and share. Also, get a Fez cap. Go to fezcaps.com. Get a couple. Hey, right now we're sending out two. So buy one, get get one free. Buy two, you know, you get two free. Fezcaps.com. And um, also, if you want to get a Fez, right, you could just go right there to moorishfez.com or you could just send me a message or you can just go ahead and get it. Ohio Moors 7. That's dollar sign Ohio Moors 7. And we're sending them out. We're shipping them out everywhere. Um, and you can, yeah, so I think that's everything. Also, oh, yeah, we have the book, 40-Day Master System. It's not just a book. It's an audio book. And then it's also got a neuro-linguistic program built into it just to help you realize your potential. Remember, the prophet said to know thyself. So this is to help you take that to the next level to reprogram your mind for success. And it's real. It's something that we created. My wife and I used it for ourselves. And then we started to, you know, to share this with people. And so you can get that 40 day master system.com. And on that note, we're going to get up out of here. Y'all hit like and share. Peace. Everyone, make sure to go to 40daymastersystem.com to get an incredible system that's packed with power. You can listen to it from any device, phone, laptop anything right that you can play mp3s on there's audio there's an audio book that you can listen to as well as neuro-linguistic programming that is designed to help you change your life check out these awesome real testimonials from real people all over the country as well as international we have the united kingdom on here we have several states the entire country covered real people have used this to improve their life including me and my wife we actually created this and we actually use this every year and we're living an incredible life. And I just wanted to share this with everybody. So make sure you go to 40daymastersystem.com. It's really easy. Um, you can get it. You can download it to your phone. You can put it on your computer anywhere where you can play MP3s. And it's only $19.95 and you get it instantly. Right. And it's amazing. And um powerful and put it everywhere go to 40daymassystem.com all right for all the moors in the central ohio area go to moorishamericans.com isn't that great we have that website moorishamericans.com for our temple our local temple right here in columbus ohio so for everybody there go to moorishamericans.com and make a free account you see that where you can log in at the top Make a free account on there, your own profile. We have our own form on there for us. So there's parts of the website that's just for us. So you have to make an account to be able to access it. 
and um, we need to have our own platform. We can't trust Facebook or Meta or whatever it's called now. So make sure you go to MoorishAmericans.com and um, if you're ready to proclaim your nationality, come on and join and help us in the uplifting acts. So we're real people and we're really building in Central Ohio. Link up with us, go to MoorishAmericans.com Make sure to go to realtrafficmarketing.com. Our digital marketing agency can help you meet your goals. We have a team of local digital marketing consultants and SEO experts based just outside of Columbus. And we're eager to help your company achieve its goals. We um, can help you rank higher on Google and just help you get in front of your clients, no matter where they're at and at the right time when they're actually searching for you, your product or service. Right? We can also um, manage your marketing campaigns. So regardless of how big your goals are, we have you. And everything starts with a small step. So make sure you go to realtrafficmarketing.com. We're a real digital marketing firm. Our company is called ADEP Marketing Solutions, and we have you. We work hard to make sure that your websites are optimized and that whatever your goals are, you're meeting them. We make sure to maintain high interest in your brand with social media marketing. We do it all. Full service marketing firm right here at realtrafficmarketing.com. All right, Moors, don't forget to go to mooresinamerica.com. Real easy to remember, mooresinamerica.com. Check out the articles on there. It's an amazing website that covers everything pertinent to the Moorish American paradigm. You definitely want to go there. Bookmark this. Alhamdulillah.